Albert Einstein, Richard Branson, Bill Gates, John F. Kennedy, Tony Robbins, Michael Phelps, Will Smith. That sounds like a list of highly successful titans in a variety of industries. What else do they have in common? Well, they all have ADHD, but you don't hear much about that, do you? You know what you hear even less about? The successful women navigating ADHD. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, ADHD for Smartass Women. I'm your host, Tracy Otsuka. I'm an attorney, not a doctor, a lifelong student, not a coach. I'm also the creator of Cortography, a patent-pending system that helps people like you figure out what they should do with their life. And we're here today to talk ADHD, your superpowers, your symptoms, your workarounds, and how you proudly stand out instead of trying to fit in. I credit my ADHD for some of my greatest superpowers. And you know what? I spy a happier life for you, too. So without further ado, a shiny new episode is starting now. Hello, I am Tracy Otsuka, and I wanted to welcome you to episode 36 of ADHD for Smartass Women. This week's topic, it's going to be all about ADHD and dental health. Uh, Yeah. You're not going to believe this, but there is actually a correlation between crowns, root canals, TMD, which I'll tell you what that is in a second, and ADHD. Go figure. Could there be anything more that is related to ADHD? Okay, so I want to tell you a story. At least 15 years ago, um, my dentist, who's a personal friend since I was 12, we actually went to college together, and his name is Mark. He fitted me for a night guard. So this was 15 years ago. And he probably mentioned to me at the time why I needed one, but I was either not listening to him or I didn't put two and two together. And honestly, he probably just didn't scare me enough to realize what damage I could cause if I didn't wear the damn thing. I just knew that night guards were so ugly. Honestly, it is the most unsexy thing you can possibly wear to bed, right? And they're not comfortable. And so I proceeded to just lose it. Fast forward to eight months ago when I'm sitting in my new dentist chair. Mark lives two hours from where I live. And I realized that, you know, as I'm getting older, I really have to get my teeth cleaned twice a year. And I was just never going to do it if my dentist was two hours away. Who cares what a great dentist he is if I'm not going, right? So my new dentist tells me, I'm sitting in his chair, it's eight months ago, and he tells me, you really should get a mouth guard. You're grinding your teeth and your parents grind their teeth too. And they've had to get quite a bit of work done because of it. And I'm thinking, what? So you need to understand, so my my mom and my dad go to this new dentist too. And the only reason I'm there at this new dentist is because my father also was a dentist. I think he practiced for about 50 years. And he was the one who was raving about this new dentist. I had never been to anyone but my dad and my friend, Mark. So anyway, this new dentist comment that my parents both grind their teeth, that kind of scared me enough to order the mouth guard. But it didn't quite scare me enough to actually use it on a regular basis. So that was eight months ago. So let's fast forward even more, you know, closer to today, the present day, to two months ago. And so I'm back in my new dentist chair because I have a toothache. And he tells me, Tracy, you need a root canal. And I'm thinking, 
maybe it, I wasn't thinking, maybe I was saying it out loud, but I'm like, I need a what? You don't understand. I'm a dentist's daughter. I've never had a cavity. I have great teeth. In fact, the two fillings I did have were because there was a fissure in both teeth. So there was a hairline crack. Eventually what happened is I ended up having to have two crowns put on those teeth at the same time, but I didn't quite pay attention to why Mark, my old dentist, my friend, put those two crowns on those two teeth. I just kind of remembered that it had something to do with there being a hairline crack in those teeth. Now I'm being told that on one of those teeth with the crown, the crown has cracked, which is why I'm in pain. And the only option at this point is a freaking root canal. And as I'm sitting there speaking with my new dentist, I start putting two and two together. So the minute I get in my car, I text my friend, Mark, I want to know why did I need those two crowns? And he looks it up and he tells me, because you were grinding and clenching your teeth. You cracked your own teeth. And then I got really scared since, remember, I have another crown, which I now know I had to have because I grinded and I clenched my teeth. And in the back of my head, I'm kind of thinking, is this somehow related to my ADHD? Because it kind of sounds like it might be. So right around then is when I'm interviewing our friend, Diane Winger, who was my guest for the fantastic podcast on ADHD and cognitive behavioral therapy. And remember, she's been a therapist for 20 years. She's now a coach for entrepreneurial women, and she has a lot of experience working with other ADHD women. She's wonderful. So I mentioned to her just kind of off the cuff that, you know, I have to have a root canal the next day. And she says to me, oh, I've had five. And I say, five? And she says, yeah, you didn't know that's another ADHD thing. And so what has happened since then is I am now wearing my damn night guard religiously. And I will tell you that you do get used to it. I had dinner with Mark a couple of weeks ago, and he really helped me to flip my negativity around the night guard, which made a huge difference in how I view it. He told me he can't sleep without it. He's turned it into his security blanket of sorts. You know, it's comforting to him because he knows that it relaxes his jaw and the muscles in and around his mouth. And ever since this reframe from him, I've stopped fighting it. And I'm actually starting to see that the night guard does make me feel better during the day. When I don't wear it the night before, the next day, everything in my mouth and jaw seems tight. But when I do wear it, I feel like those muscles are much looser and more relaxed, which then translates to feeling more relaxed throughout my body. Anyway, I probably should have put that as an at the end, because at the end, I talk about what you can do. But I wanted you out there to know that if you have a night guard and you hate it and it's not comfortable, I'm telling you, once you start wearing it regularly and you sort of reframe your thinking around why you need to wear it, you will discover that you, like my friend Mark, start to see it as more of a security blanket when you go to sleep at night. So anyway, the minute my friend Diane mentioned her five root canals and the connection to ADHD, I suddenly realized that crowns, root canals, TMD, which I'll talk about in a second, bruxism, which is grinding and clenching, they're all connected to ADHD. But I still wanted more verification. So I posted this question in our Facebook group, ADHD for Smartass Women. And remember, if you're looking for the Facebook group, we're not allowed to use ass on Facebook. So I 
what I have is a asterisk asterisk. So anyway, this is the question that I posted. I said, podcast question for those that are 45 or older only. Have you had a crown or root canal? 53 women responded, which isn't that small for an ADHD survey if you've seen ADHD surveys. I think we have about 1,300 women in our group. So to get 53 women that are over 45 to respond to that question, I thought that was a pretty good response. But listen to this. Of those 53 women, 75% of them answered yes, they've had a crown or root canal. 25% responded no. And I want to read you some of their comments. So Franny said, I've had many. Now I have implants. We, what we will learn is that grinding and clenching also causes bone loss, which is scary, isn't it? Bone loss in our mouth is what I'm trying to say. So Diane, and I was wrong about Diane because what she told me is she, in our, in our group, in the response, in the comments, she said, <laughs> oh, I've had five root canals and one failed root canal. So she's actually had six. April said, I have a mouthful. Claire said, I didn't follow the rules. I'm only 25, but I've had a crown and a root canal. Sam, who's 26, also didn't follow the rules. And she responded, I needed a root canal, but I had the tooth pulled instead because it was, because it was the last molar. Mariki, Mariki, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. She's 36. She's in Germany. And she said she's had several root canals, even one that they do from the outside by cutting through your gums. Ouch. And there were many more women who posted similar comments. So armed with this information, I decided to do a little bit of research on ADHD, ADHD medication, TMJ, bruxism, crowns, and root canals. And this is what I discovered. First of all, what I want to do is just lay a foundation because this can be confusing because with ADHD, there is something called comorbidity. And what it basically means is that in roughly half of all people with ADHD, there is also a related second condition or comorbid condition like depression, anxiety, learning disabilities, OCD, ODD, which is oppositional defiant disorder, along with the ADHD. And sometimes you treat the ADHD and it's life-changing. You have dramatic improvement in distractibility, hyperactivity, and impulsivity, so your ADHD symptoms. And other times you treat the ADHD and the ADHD symptoms improve, but there are still other symptoms that persist or new symptoms appear symptoms related to these other comorbid conditions. So in my case, stimulant and other medication, it created anxiety. I could never get the ADHD medication high enough so it would alleviate my ADHD symptoms without causing anxiety. So I was constantly asking this kind of like, what came first question, the chicken or the egg, right? Pairing that with the fact that we are an intense lot as ADHDers, right? When we're really into something, we don't do it halfway. So I was asking myself, I was consistently asking myself, is it my ADHD traits, my intensity that's causing my grinding, or is it the medication that's causing it? Is it the medication causing my anxiety? Or have I always had this low-level anxiety, which is why I'm intense and hypervigilant in certain situations, or is it all the ADHD? ADHD, anxiety, medication, and we haven't even talked about stress, right? Which anxiety and stress 
you know, are definitely related. So we're asking, so what is the real cause of the bruxism, right? The grinding and clenching, right? So let's back up a little bit. And I want to start out by talking first about TMJ and TMD and what they are. So TMG, it stands for the temporomandibular joint. And this is the jaw joint that connects the lower jaw to the head. That's the jaw that allows you to open and close your mouth, to speak, to swallow, to chew. It's that joint that sometimes gets sore and usually gets sore when we're talking about TMD. So you hear a lot of people using the term TMJ and what they really mean is TMD. So TMD, on the other hand, stands for temporomandibular disorder. It's any problem that prevents your temporomandibular joints from working properly. You know, it can get sore. There's a clicking or popping sound. It's hard to move. It can lead to headaches and migraines and neck aches. And I was reading even back aches. So that's TMD. And the reason for TMD can be anything from injury to disease like arthritis It can be how the upper and lower teeth fit together. I remember when I had, I had four molar teeth pulled. The first two, no problem at all. In fact, I went to an aerobics class after. Yeah, smart, huh? Such an ADHD thing to do. Um, But the second two that they pulled, I really had a problem with. And what happened is it changed my bite. And I remember I got them pulled on a Friday And I literally had headaches that whole weekend as my bite, you know, I guess refit itself, right? So TMD can also be from teeth grinding. In fact, many people with a TMD, with a temporomandibular disorder, they grind their teeth. So many people with TMD grind their teeth. And this is usually at night. As I mentioned, teeth grinding is called bruxism, and there's one study that found evidence of grinding or bruxism in 78% of TMD patients. So besides being bad for the teeth, all that extra motion, it can really overwork the jaw muscles, and that's where you get the pain from. And this can happen when someone's under stress, so they're clenching their teeth all the time and they don't even know that they're doing it. I think that would be me. That clenching, it puts a strain on your jaw and facial muscles. And when you're clenching your head and facial muscles, that's how, you know, you get the headaches. All that grinding and clenching also leads to bone loss. So that's what we were talking about. You know, my friend Fran in our group who she started with crowns and root canals in her 30s and 40s, but then had to move to implants as she got older because she was losing bone. I should also mention that TMD symptoms are seen much more in women than men. And this causes concern because we know that more and more women are now being diagnosed with ADHD, right? We're slowly figuring out that you don't have to behave like a hyperactive 12-year-old boy to have ADHD. You can also have an attentive ADHD where you tend to kind of be more in your own dream world. You tend to be a little bit spacey. Those are the girls in school that are sitting in the back not really paying attention to anything that's going on because they're in their heads creating who knows what, right? They're very creative. So what was interesting to me is I couldn't find articles on ADHD and dental health on any of the common ADHD sites that, you know, I'm normally able to find all kinds of information on like attitude or ADA. 
Yet I found many dentists all over the country who seem to have connected ADHD, medication, teeth grinding, and poor dental health. There's a Dr. Kumar Vadaville in Texas, and all of this is going to be in the show notes, all these links. And he talks about how ADHD negatively affects the teeth of those of us with ADHD. Like no one ever told me about that, right? And I never read anything about it, but it makes so much sense when you actually think it through. So Dr. Vadaville flat out states that one of the ADHD symptoms is teeth grinding and how when children go to sleep while watching TV or listening to the radio, that they're going to be more likely to grind their teeth. They're going to be more likely to, they call he calls it bruxing while they sleep. Parents can help them relax, he says, by reading aloud to them right before they go to bed. So no, no on television and our smartphones and video games. And I think it's probably because it puts us in a more um, stressed kind of attentive situation. And what we want is to be more relaxed. So this Dr. Kumar, Dr. Vaudeville also mentions that teeth grinding among ADHD, those of us with ADHD, ultimately it's going to damage our teeth in several ways, including chipping, cracking, and shorter teeth. And I wonder with the shorter teeth, if they're talking about kids. I don't know. I'm not sure about the shorter teeth. He says that this habit is engaged in by most people who have ADHD without regard to the severity of the ADHD. So you can be, you know, remember ADHD is a spectrum condition and you can be on either end of the spectrum, have very little symptoms of ADHD, but one of the symptoms is likely bruxism, right? You're grinding your teeth. And even those with mild cases of ADHD, he's saying, yeah, you're grinding your teeth. So he suggests protecting your teeth, kind of what I said before, by getting a night guard from a dentist. He calls it a sleep guard. Damage to your teeth will likely need to be corrected because the enamel may be removed by the grinding and the softer layers of your teeth may be exposed. That's what causes tooth pain. That's what causes the cracking. That's what causes, you know, fillings and then crowns and then root canals. And then, you know, what's the worst one? I guess some implants. Dry mouth, he says, is going to be a common symptom that people with ADHD face as well because of the medications. And this can be a real problem with your teeth and gums because it means that the bacteria that causes cavities and gum disease, it's going to stay on your teeth and gums longer. The bacteria will also multiply faster if there's no saliva and, you know, it's in a dry environment. Again, he says, no matter what age you are, and I didn't know this, I thought night guards were for older people. I'm going to look into a night guard for my son now and maybe my daughter too. So anyway, no matter the age, a night guard for teeth grinding can really help protect your teeth from further damage. And he also mentions that dental problems do not get better. So you need to treat them immediately so that you don't down the road end up, you know, like poor Fran who, who has to have implants. Now there's another dentist in Texas. They seem to be in Texas, which is interesting. And he talks about ADHD and teeth. And he posted a list of common dental related side effects caused by ADHD medication. And again, I'm going to post this in the show notes. So dry mouth, which is a potential side effect. We know this of all ADHD medications. Dry mouth predisposes you to cavities and gum disease. I'm sort of repeating what our 
our Dr. Vaudeville initially said, inflammation of the salivary glands, sinuses, soft issues of the mouth, tongue, and gums. So these are side effects caused by ADHD medication. Other side effects can also be swallowing difficulties and, of course, bruxism, clenching or grinding teeth. Now, all of the dentists seem to know this, but again, no one ever told me about it. And this Second dentist also offers that studies show that certain habits or tendencies are seen more frequently in children with ADHD. So he's a dentist for children. So children with ADHD clench and grind their teeth more, especially those that are on ADHD meds. They have oral habits. They have more oral habits such as nail and lip biting and chewing on ob- objects. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago on our podcast about what are they? Repetitive body focused behaviors. I can't believe I remembered that term. (laughs) Kids with ADHD, they're also less thorough about brushing and flossing, right? For years, I couldn't get my son to brush his teeth. I'd literally have to stand there and watch him because he would wet his toothbrush. He would tell me he brushed his teeth. I have to admit, I think I did the same thing when I was a kid. Kids with ADHD, they also have a higher propensity to drink caffeinated drinks to help concentrate, to help them focus. And many of these are acidic and they contain high sugar, which we know that isn't good for our teeth, especially then when we're not brushing and we're not flossing. Kids with ADHD also, they have a higher frequency of snacking throughout the day or grazing, which again then can lead to an increased cavity risk. He also offers that kids with ADHD are up to 12 times more likely to develop tooth decay. And I guess there's no surprise here, right? Sugar increases dopamine. We love sugar. Kids with ADHD especially love sugar. Despite the fact that my dad was a dentist and we were not allowed to eat candy or sweets in my house, I am certain that I bought and I hid more candy than most kids that I remember, like most of my friends, I just loved anything sweet. And I think I told you in a previous podcast about the 12 boxes of turtles that I was supposed to sell for my elementary school. And remember, I'm the one who ate all 12 of them. And then I had to bust open my piggy bank to pay the school back. So (laughs) I guess the dentist had all this information linking ADHD, medication, bruxism, anxiety, dry mouth, inflammation, basically poor dental health. But as I mentioned, I couldn't find any of this in my standard ADHD resources. And, you know, it's interesting because whatever subject I'm normally researching for my podcast, I'm always finding way too much information. So it was really unusual that I couldn't find anything about dental health and ADHD in my usual sources or using my usual sources. What I did find, however, was a study on the National Institute of Health website. And this study was conducted in 2017. Now, we know that stimulant ADHD medication, it has been associated with side effects such as bruxism. So in this study, they did look at this connection. And they were looking into the connection between bruxism and the taking of SSRI medication that's prescribed for anxiety and depression as well. But we're talking about ADHD here. This is an ADHD podcast, so I'm going to focus on the ADHD portion of that study only. So there were 469 patients 
patients from the University of Pittsburgh School of Dental Medicine that took part in the study. The mean age was 46, and 62% of the participants were female. So what were the results? Well, they found no statistically significant association between ADHD stimulant medication and reported TMD symptoms overall. However, they found significant differences between specific brands of ADHD medication and reported TMD symptoms. So if you were prescribed Concerta or Vyvanse, you were less likely to report TMD symptoms. If you took Adderall, there was a 50% chance that you had TMD symptoms. With Ritalin, that number dropped to 27%. Again, this is all going to be in the show notes. Only 7% of participants who took Concerta had TMD symptoms, and 0% who took Vyvanse had TMD symptoms. So if I were thinking about trying stimulant medication, I'd probably start by trying Vyvanse and Concerta first. Of course, there's also non-stimulant medication that you can try for ADHD like Stratera, and they didn't look at that. Based on everything I've read about the subject, I believe it can all lead ADHD can all lead to crowns, root canals, or worse. The actual ADHD, which predisposes us to be wound tighter, our intensity, our too muchness, right? I mean, I hear this from a lot of people with ADHD. I just feel like I'm always too much. Our drive, our hyperactivity, our constant need for movement, this hypervigilance, I think it causes our bodies to tighten rather than relax. Clearly, many of us, we naturally clench our teeth. The medication, I think, causes... Ob- I don't think it does. We we have a study that shows it. The medication causes more clenching and grinding. The dry mouth from the me- medication leads to tooth decay. Our propensity to seek out sugar because it helps increase our dopamine, so it helps us better focus, that doesn't help, right? And then our impulsivity and unwillingness to follow a plan, right, to brush our teeth, to regularly floss... All of these things combine with the fact that we just naturally clench and grind more. I think it ultimately leads to microfractures that eventually wear down the enamel. They wear down the tooth. They crack the tooth. We get a crown. The crown only lasts so long because we're still grinding our teeth. And it's just a matter of time before it has to be replaced with the root canal. And this kind of sucks, right? I'm sitting here thinking, I'm a dentist doctor. I have had no cavities. I eat well. I brush my teeth. I floss, okay, semi-regularly. But I was so clueless that I didn't really even understand that what's happening with my mouth is I was grinding and clenching and cracking my own teeth. And it took me two crowns and a root canal to actually do what I've been told to do for 10 years, but didn't quite understand why I needed to do it, right? Why did I need to wear this mouth guard and what would it prevent in the future? And why especially am I at risk? And so I especially have to wear a mouth guard. And it's ridiculous. But since I researched this podcast, I'm I'm really hypervigilant about it, right? Now I know and I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, my teeth actually hurt when I don't wear that mouth guard the night before. So I am wearing a mouth guard now. So what can you do beyond the wearing your mouth guard? And if you're in your 20s and 30s, I really want you to listen to me because having a root canal is literally the most disgusting thing I think I have ever had done. In fact, I'm certain of it. And it's not that it hurts. It's just the idea of it. 
What they're basically doing is they're pulling out all the nerves. They're pulling out the roots so that you no longer have nerves in your tooth. So you have a dead tooth in your mouth, which really bugs me. So, okay, so what can you do now? And of course, I had to go to the dentist for this because, you know, anybody that, um, you know, those people that are experts in ADHD, they, they don't seem to talk about it. So the first thing you can do is you can drink a lot of water. ADHD medication, as I've mentioned, it often causes dry mouth and chronic dry mouth results in decreased saliva and saliva is important for oral health. Saliva provides a natural defense against tooth decay, gum disease, and enamel erosion, which if you don't have enough saliva can also lead to dental crowns and root canals. What else can you do? Exercise, any exercise that reduces stress, and that really makes a difference. You can also do isometric exercise for the jaw and the head. And I haven't done the research yet, but I will find some links for um, exercises that you can do. One of them that I heard that I actually think makes a difference is you open your mouth just a little bit and you put your fist underneath your mouth and then you open and close it. So if you're experiencing that TMD kind of pain, that seems to, I don't know, release something there and it, it just makes it feel better. So there's less pain. Of course, you can wear a mouth guard to sleep. That's the first thing you need to do. I just think that if you have ADHD, just go get a mouth guard right now and get used to wearing it. Anxiety medication. That's something that might help. Although for me, <laughs> all these medications were all fighting against each other, right? So in order to do to take the ADHD medication, they prescribed anxiety medication as well. And then the anxiety medication caused other problems. And so for me, it was all about exercise. For other people, medication works brilliantly. Botox, I heard that they can inject the jaw with Botox and that that stops the clenching and the grinding, you know, because it's, it's weakening those muscles. Stop smoking. And that suggestion is a little odd to me because I know that smoking is the only thing that reduces stress and anxiety and also increases dopamine at the same time. So I've got to believe that the problem with the smoking, well, we know there's a problem with smoking generally, right? But I bet you it also contributes to dry mouth and you've got more bacteria in your mouth and, you know, so on and so forth. Mindfulness training, it's hard to do. I've tried <laughs> to, to really be mindful of during the day I can catch myself, you know, clenching my jaw and I seem to be doing it all the time. I'm trying to be more mindful though and trying to learn how to relax the jaw. Now, they used to do surgery. They don't do that so much anymore. There is also one supplement that I saw mentioned several times as being very effective. It's called magnesium citrate. And I think I mentioned this supplement when I was talking about the repetitive body-focused behaviors two weeks ago in that podcast. Life Extension is the one that I tried. Magnesium citrate is supposed to have a calming effect. It's supposed to limit anxiety. It's supposed to help relax your jaw. Now, of course, I tried it. I didn't notice a difference. The only thing that happened to me is I broke out. But keep in mind, I do not do well with stimulants and I do not do well with medication, but many people rave about this magnesium citrate. So anyway, that's what I have for you this week. I just want to tell you that I'm so appreciative that you show up every single week. I'm so appreciative of your support. I wish that I could meet every single one of you. You are my people.
So that is it. As always, you're listening to ADHD for Smartass Women. If you've been listening to me for a while, I would really appreciate a review. It's super simple to do. If you're on the iTunes podcast platform, just scroll down to the bottom and click on the stars. If you'd like to know more about me, our patent pending cartography system that teaches you how to figure out which of the many interests you have is the one that you should actually pursue, or if you have a comment, a guest you'd like me to interview, or a topic idea for this podcast, go to my website at tracyoutsuka.com, click on podcast in the navigation bar. You're going to see a microphone to your right where you can leave me an audio message. You can also reach out to me at tracy at tracyoutsuka.com. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you here next week. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smartass Women podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Atsuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. If you liked what you heard, we sure would appreciate a review. And not coincidentally, ADHD for Smartass Women, well, that's also the name of our free Facebook group. Go look it up. We're a totally smart-ass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds. We'd love to have you join us. You can also find all my details over at tracyoutsuka.com. Don't forget, I spy a happier life for us, and I'll see you again next week.